0: What's up? New to the show? Well, here's a little rundown for you. Ew. Mad Gab is your go to show for everything geeky. We talk about games, <laughs> movies, music, weird news, real experiences, great stuff, Woo-hoo. not so great stuff, and every little morsel of life in between. Sound good? Well, then, stick around for some nerdy nonsense. Welcome to Mad Gab. What's up you spicy little burritos, welcome back to your favorite little weird info internet show without a camera, Mad Gab here on your preferred listening platform. Today we're going to highlight some incredible important black inventors to celebrate Black History Month, cover one of the first CGI films by Studio Ghibli, and talk about some of the traditions other countries have for Valentine's Day. With that said, let's get into it. Black History Month, some really important people. It's the tragically short month to celebrate black history, but I'm going to promote as many black inventors, historical figures, and modern day heroes as I can. Why? Because screw white supremacy, that's why. We should always, always promote the greatness that is our black community. We need to do the same for other people of color as well, but every good step needs to start somewhere. But enough with me reminding you of the fight. Let's talk about some of the cool as shit black people who invented crazy awesome and super helpful stuff. We're going to start with Jerry Lawson. The name probably doesn't ring too much of a bell, but it should and hopefully will as soon as you know what he did. Gerald Anderson Lawson was born December 1st of 1940 and grew up to become an American electronics engineer sometime in the late 70s, when the video game industry was about to make a big boom. He joined Fairchild Semiconductor Incorporated, a rather large electronics and circuitry company at the time, where he created one of the most influential inventions of all time. Now, during the 70s, like I said before, video games were becoming popular, but there was only one problem. Video games were only sold on one system, and that singular system only had a specific game that was programmed onto it. So what did Lawson do to solve this issue? He led the development that created switchable game cartridges. That's right. Jerry Lawson created the game cartridge. If it wasn't for him, we would have things like, we wouldn't have things like SNESs or the GameCube with all those different games. He was also a member of the Homebrew Computer Club, which was out of the garage computer club that both Steve Jobs and Wozniak were a part of. And he was one of two black members of that club. He passed away in 2011 at the age of 70. But we salute you, Jerry Lawson, you funky computer guy, you. Next up on the list, we have a woman who has changed modern society with her incredible inventions. Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner. You might have heard of her before. Born to Sidney Nathaniel Davidson, Mary was off and inventing since she was the ripe old age of six, her first ever invention being the self-oiling door hinge. She continued on with her gift of making and inventing well into her 40s, where she even patented multiple inventions. She invented a portable ashtray that could be sold with cigarette packs, a convertible roof that would go over the folding rumble seat of a car that was kind of in the back of the cars at the time, but her first ever patented invention was the sanitary belt. Yes, it's exactly what you're thinking it is. The sanitary belt was the first ever female sanitary product that would eventually revolutionize the way we see women's health. Mary Kenner had patented her invention for the Hoosier sanitary belt in 1957. The belt was invented to stop and prevent the leakage of menstrual blood on women's clothes, which was a common issue at the time, unfortunately. There were also companies who had seen the invention and wanted to get Mary on board for the marketing, but... Finding out that she was black made them change their minds. Screw them, though, right? Still, Mary Kenner kept on inventing things, including the toilet paper holder, and kept on kicking well into the early 2000s. She passed away in 2006 at the age of 93. She kept kicking on a long time. Good on ya. Good on her. Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner, remember that name. She was a proud black woman whose inventions helped change the future of feminine hygiene. Last, but certainly not least, we have a modern-day hero who deserves a lot more recognition. Malone Mukwende is a 20-year-old medical student at St. George's University of London. He's the co-author of an incredible book called Mind the Gap, which is a medical book dedicated to seeing symptoms and signs of medical conditions on black and brown skin. He actually has a whole YouTube video, Mind the Gap with Malone McQuinde, explaining his experiences with the medical education system and how it tends to spread misinformation about how black people might feel less pain than white people. He's much more eloquent than I am, so I highly encourage you to go and listen to his story from his own perspective. There is no way I'd be able to do it justice here. But you should know his name. He is a black man who has helped create a now more widely used medical book to help lessen the mistreatment and misdiagnoses of black and Brown community members. Malone McWende, M-U-K-W-E-N-D-E. That's how you spell his last name. A modern Marvel who needs to be known and recognized for the awesome things that he has done. Next episode, I will be doing uh, more Black History Month stuff, of course, and I will be covering some amazing black artists who deserve all of the love in the world. Please commit these names to memory, though. Malone mcwenday Mary Davidson Kenner, Jerry Lawson. These are prominent people in our history, and especially in Black history, that have changed the way that the world works. You know, Jerry Lawson created the video game cartridge, which makes it infinitely less expensive to create video games and produce massive content for people. Mary Davidson Kenner, she created the period pad, essentially, which led on to the invention later on of the tampon and has basically changed the way that feminine hygiene works and how it's significantly easier to take care of ourselves during that time of the month. And Malone McWende, a modern marvel in the medical community, be trying to change things for black and brown people in the community because it, there's still mistreatment happening in the medical community. In the medical side of things, unfortunately, there's still mistreatment and misdiagnosis because doctors are taught more primarily about white people than they are about black people. And there's a lot of misconceptions that still go on in that education system. Again, I highly, I highly encourage you to go watch Malone McWende's video on YouTube, uh, Mind the Gap with Malone McWende. He explains everything that he went through and kind of why he developed the book, Mind the Gap. And I highly recommend checking out the book as well if you are interested in going into the medical field because it covers everything that you need to know. And if you come across something that isn't there, but you know someone has it, tell them to contact him. He's He wants to keep updating the book as much as possible. <laughs> The Witch, Studio Ghibli's first CGI film! Well, technically it's a collaboration between Studio Ghibli and NHK, Japan's broadcasting corporation, but the notion still stands. Earwig and the Witch is set to be the first fully CGI animated film to come out with the Studio Ghibli mark of approval. It holds the same style and flair as any other Ghibli film, but in its own unique way. The story is about Earwig, a young girl who is left at an orphanage by a witch. Earwig, now a rowdy and rambunctious ten-year-old named Erica, loves living at the orphanage because she can make anyone do whatever she wants, and she never wants to get adopted. However, an incredible odd pair stop by and realize that Earwig is a witch and could use her help. So, Bella Yaga, the older woman with spirally purple hair, adopts Earwig and uses her as a helping hand around the shop. In return, she promises to teach the rowdy orphan some magic. As the tale unfolds, Bella Yaga tells Earwig that the one and most vital rule of the house is to never disturb the Mandrake. For reasons unknown, of course. As Earwig learns more about magic, she discovers a band called Earwig, which both Bella Yaga and the Mandrake used to be part of. The mystery begins to unfold from there. It was released in the U.S. by G-Kids Studio on February 3rd of this year and was directed by Goro Miyazaki. It was actually based off of a novel of the same name by Diana Wynne-Jones. You can stream Earwig and the Witch on HBO Max. It def- The animation for this particular film definitely has a bit of an uncanny valley to it because it does still hold that kind of signature Ghibli style with um, very round and animated expressions, but... Because it's CGI, uh, the lighting is a little off and it doesn't quite make a lot of sense in terms of some of the directions that it went, but there's a lot of funky psychedelic music in it. Um, the character cre- uh the character designs are very interesting to look at, and it's... Unfortunately, it has a 4.5 rating uh, out of 10, but, you know, go check it out. You know, it's, it is it is the first CGI film that they have done uh, ever for Studio Ghibli. And although, you know, they're good at what they do, and but give them some love for this one because, you know, they're trying something new. They want to expand their territory uh, despite all of the hardships that they have gone through recently. You know, so go out, give them some love, watch the movie on HBO Max or wherever you can stream it, possibly. It's Earwig and The Witch. Valentine's around the world. We all know how Americans celebrate this overly commercialized holiday. Chocolates, cards, flowers, maybe some personalized gift for your significant other or partner— What about other countries? Well, there are in fact other countries that celebrate the day of love, and they all have their own little twist on the traditions. For instance, the Danish. Denmark is actually relatively new to celebrating Valentine's Day, only starting to be celebrated in the early 1900s. Flowers and cards are definitely a prominent part of their gift-giving traditions, but with a little twist. Instead of a bouquet of roses, they give their friends and love interests pressed white flowers called snowdrops. And instead of regular cards, they exchange something called lover's cards, which are transparent cards of the gift giver exchanging the gift with their lover. Now, that tradition has died out since then and has gone into the traditional, you know, just giving of cards to one another, but it still stands. In South Korea, they do Valentines a little bit differently and a lot longer. While they still start on February 14th, the women take to the wooing first and get their partners chocolates, flowers, and other miscellaneous gifts. Then, on March 14th, they celebrate White Day. White Day is the day where the men have to up the ante on the gift-giving, with not only just chocolates and flowers, but probably some personal notes or individualized gifts to woo their sweethearts. However... They don't leave singles out of this holiday either. There is a third day dedicated for those lonesome singles out there called Black Day. On April 14th, it's customary for singles to mourn their lonely status by consuming black bowls of black bean pasty noodles. So, there's that day for everyone out there who doesn't have another, a significant another to call their own. In Wales, they do not celebrate the patron saint of Valentine. Instead, they celebrate St. Dwyn. Please tell me if I'm saying this incorrectly. St. Dwynwen, the Welsh patron saint of love, on January 25th. One of the longest standing traditional gifts from this day of love and happiness is called a love spoon. Dating back as early as the 17th century, men would carve intricate and beautiful spoons for the women they admired or loved. The patterns and symbols on each spoon would represent something, such as keys symbolizing the key to the heart, or a wheel that symbolizes support. Kind of a cute tradition if I do say so myself. And last but certainly not least, what about France? The most romantic country in the world. Well, how did they celebrate the day of love? Well for starters, Valentine's Day probably started in France. According to historians, one of the first ever Valentine's Day cards was made by Charles, Duke of Orleans, that he had sent to his wife while he was in prison. It's apparently how the whole card-giving thing started. While most of their traditions are the same as Western celebrations, there is one that was banned entirely by the government, and no, it's nothing raunchy. They used to have a tradition called de d'amour, or the drawing of love. Men and women would fill houses that faced each other and call out each other's names to get paired up. However, a man could leave the woman he was paired up with for another. Those women who were left alone gathered around the bonfire later that night and burned pictures of the men who wronged them, cursing the opposite sex into the ether. It had gotten so rowdy and out of control... Uh, that the government stepped in and banned the event altogether. So, those are some of the traditions of Valentine's Day around the world. With it coming up here, like, literally right around the corner here, as the... (laughs) As the day this is posted. Uh, what are some of the traditions that you guys celebrate? In my household, uh, my father always gets us roses... Um, I've been single for a very long ass time and that's okay by me because I don't care. But my father has always celebrated. He's been the big one to celebrate the holidays in our family. And Valentine's Day is no exception in that matter. He always gets, uh, all of us roses because there's three girls in my house and one man. So he gets my mom yellow roses because those are her favorite. Uh, my sister white roses because she's, I don't know, something about purity. <laughs> not entirely sure about that one. And he gets me red roses because I've always been his little red rose. So it's a very sweet tradition. I look forward to it every year. And it is definitely one that, you know, every time I see a red rose, I think of my dad because he always gives me red roses on Valentine's Day to know that he's thinking about me and that he loves me. So love you pops for this particular episode. Happy Valentine's Day. And happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there as well. I hope despite this pandemic that's going on, I hope you have a lovely and sweet Valentine's Day season. Random fact of the day! As we wind down here to the end of the episode, you know I have to tell you something weird or random, right? Well, did you know that the M's on M&M's actually mean something? The M&M's actually stand for Mars and Murray, the original creators of M&M's. They felt it was a good way to leave their mark on the world even after their partnership dissolved after the 1960s. And here I thought it was just someone's favorite letter of the alphabet. Thanks for joining me this week on Mad Gab and stay tuned next time for some more nerdy nonsense. Stay weird, everyone. Did you like any of that? Well, if you did, you can check out more on the Mad Gab Facebook page. Give it a like and follow it for updates on the show and promos for future episodes. Thanks again for tuning in.